and welcome to the newest episode of Niche Reads. I am your host, Emmy McDonald, here with my co-host, Alex Martin. Hi, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. We're we're walking it back to December. Because uh, this was we our December are, read. But guys, that... This is our, we are here to discuss our December read. Um, and so that means it's Christmas, um, even though it's February 24th. Um, but that means we are almost all caught up on our backlog. So everybody, you know, give Alex and I a round of applause, please. Yeah. Come on. Please. Applaud. <laughs> um, so we are here to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is doing tiny golf claps at the <laughs> monitor. Um, <laughs> Um, we are here to discuss Maggie O'Farrell's The Marriage Portrait, uh, which we will get into shortly. Um, but first, we are going to give you what you're really here for, which is our um, 10 to 20 minutes of idle book chat. Um, our scathing Alex, hot takes. something. <laughs> yes, insane. Books. Actually, In I, do, I have quite a few hot takes today. I, I say as if that's breaking form in any way literally at all i always i i never think i have hot takes and then we get into it and i'm like and you know what else <laughs> and i have more to um, say <laughs> turns out i have a lot of opinions about this um alex you had something kind of specific that uh has been heavy on your your heart and mind these <laughs> heavy days on my heart. i hope it's heavy on my heart maybe um uh that would be book talk i i'm not on tiktok so it's it's interesting that this is causing me so much grief as I it's not something I part participate in or see but it, but it's made me it's made me think specifically in reference to this GQ article that's called the title is in the shallow world of book talk being a quote unquote reader is more important than actually reading which I so immediately this man has an opinion. You think? <laughs> yeah. Do we? Do we think? Do you think this author has come into this conversation with an opinion? Because I, I, I do. Um, yeah. Subtle, subtle job on the title. Yeah, and I think there are a few things he kind of breaks down in in this. They actually don't know. Barry Pierce is is their name. And I think well. Let's. I think this is where he starts, and we can start here. I think he he's like you know. I got on Book Talk, and it was the same twenty books that were, you know, kind of I guess repeatedly thrown at you, um, right? And I think a lot. That's kind of. I think it's one of the main criticisms of Book Talk is that it's the same books over and over again. I think without even saying those books out loud we can all if you're on book talk or have like been on instagram and seen reels anything reposting of them you probably know what those books are colleen hoover should we say yeah <laughs> colleen <laughs> hoover and all the accord of thorns and roses books yeah um, taylor jenkins read emily henry right. books are really popular and i think i mean i don't I don't really know if that is so much the book talker's fault as it is like the structure and algorithm of TikTok. Well, so this is kind of where I wanted to start because this criticism is 
is in this article as well as an article that he references, um, which is by Stephanie Dandler, um, who is a writer and who kind of made an attempt at book talk and then was like, you know, has her own reasons for not really feeling like she wants to participate. Um, I see this criticism a lot of book talk. Um, and I think that there are ways in which it is valid, but also like as the one of us that is on TikTok, you know, it, like it became pretty clear to me. I mean, the algorithm, people like to blame the algorithm as if it's like this big, like vague thing that we can't understand. It's like the algorithm is fairly straightforward. The longer you watch a video, the more times you watch a video, the more you send it, comment on it, like its comments, interact with it in any way, the algorithm is going to give you more of that. So when I got on TikTok, I was like very, very intentional about what I scrolled past and what I interacted with. And I exclusively interact with it. Like I don't, I mean, I... I am not a person that, like, hate watches things. We've talked about this. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not interested in watching things that are just going to, like, irritate me or piss me off. I, If I'm going to have a feed of stuff, I want it to be stuff that I am learning from or want to be interacting with. And so it was like, you know, I got some stuff that was the, the Colleen Hoover books and the, you know, a, I mean, everybody gets the A Court of Thorns and Roses thing because it's like then you get all the fanfics and all the whatever. For some reason, I still occasionally get Lord of the Rings content. I have I, I've never read a Lord of the Rings. I've never seen a lot. Like, I don't know why. Some stuff is pervasive. But like, for the most part, I got out of that part of book talk relatively quickly. And I pretty routinely get content from people that are recommending, you know, maybe not like super niche authors, but books I've never heard of, stuff yeah. that's new to me, stuff that's, you know, not like necessarily hawking huge publishers and whatever. So it's like, I think it's really interesting that people kind of have this thing to be like, oh my God, it's the same 20 books over and over again. And it's like, I mean, if you just stop engaging with it, like... It's not, you are not the only person on TikTok who's going, Jesus, I don't want to read a Colleen Hoover book. <laughs> like, to be like, oh, no one on BookTok is posting what I want to see. It's like, right. And uh, just, if, like, look a little harder. <laughs> like, like, chill out. If you're signing on for the first time, like, if I was to go right now and make a TikTok, those are the books I would see first because they are the, like, things that have the most likes and, like, engagement, right? Like, TikTok is going to push that to right. me. Because it's what is the most popular. Right, you say you like that. books, and TikTok yeah. goes, "Well, you'll probably like these." Right. And you're right; you just don't have to. You have to not engage with them. Like I don't. I scroll through Reels on Instagram like a 35 year old mom of four. I don't know. I'm, I I do that, and like I don't get the Colleen Hoover books. Right, like I've even gotten myself right. out of out of that world and something that is is separate from from TikTok. And I think what I what also gets me kind of mad is that some of these criticisms feel of these book talk books specifically and some of these ones feel like oh just those silly little girls and their silly little books that they read right. for like joy it's it, it's that same thing where it's like if a book is just like there to bring you joy or entertainment then that it doesn't have value like there's only value in like <laughs> like i don't know like heavier denser more literary material and i find that 
to be such an eye roll. I mean, I don't want to read a Colleen Hoover book, but like, I, I'm not going to like poo poo those who do. Right, right. And it, I mean, it obviously, like, it does seem to be a fact of it, right? That like, all of these books that we're talking about, I mean, women are in general more active readers than men. Um, there's data to support that. Sorry. Um, but they are. And, you know, and I'm sure that there are plenty of men that would be like, well, they don't read the same caliber of, you know, whatever. I don't care. Just go watch Andrew Tate. Get out of my face. Um, me fighting an invisible man. <laughs> Getting so flustered so fast. Um, but, you know, I mean, all of these books that we're talking about, Colleen Hoover, Taylor Jenkins Reid, um, Emily Henry, like these are books that are by and large popular among women and not that they don't have male fans, but that they do have a primarily female fan base. And it's like, you know, and, and I've read some of them, you know, like I haven't read Colleen Hoover because I, I got legitimately four minutes into the audiobook and was like, you know what, life's too short. I simply can't. And I bailed. Um, I did read or I audiobooked um, like A Court of Thorns and Roses because I was like, what's all the hype about? And like, you know, it's not great, but it's fun, I guess. Sort of. I don't know. Whatever. But like, if you like it, you like it. Like, whatever. You know, like, I just I find it so. It's really weird because I think it's it's this like elitist thing to be able to tell people like, you know, whether or not what they like has value or not. And then in the same breath, the author of this article is trying to be like and people are like performing being literary because it has cultural cachet and blah, blah, blah. And like, I would argue that it doesn't because I mean, like one of the things that we see in all sorts of places across the internet and this is a larger conversation but like there's a big anti-intellectual push in the way that like people and specifically young people are talking about even literacy but like books and owning books and you know like I mean people they're, they're the takes run the fucking gambit and like you know there was a whole thing where like Sam Bankman Freed was, was like you know, going on this whole thing about how, like, reading books is a waste of your time. Like, everything that you need, you should be able to get from a podcast. And then there's, like, you know, there was a whole Twitter what? storm about <laughs> bonkers. I mean, he's going to prison, so how much can he know? But, like, <laughs> there's also, like, there was a whole, you know, there was this a whole Twitter storm over somebody who literally, like, tried to make the claim that, like, reading books is inherently, like, ableist, which is, like, I mean, like, that's a whole thing. And so, it, like, and I don't think that reading, like, the idea that, like, reading books has some sort of cultural cachet, like, we're, like, in the 19th century and everyone is going to salons and discussing, like, what books that's, they own. That's and not what you do on the weekends? Like, right. Like, re like having Colleen Hoover is the same thing as having, like, a first edition of Hamlet or something. Like, it's not. It's not. Nobody is, nobody's getting that from it. So it's like, I think, I mean, it's this, it's this very, like, I don't know, kind of puritanical, like, thing where it's, you know, I mean, you criticize people for not reading enough and then when they read and it's not what you want them to read like 
that's not good enough either. And it just, it kind of like, I mean, it kind of boggles the mind. Like, it's like, I mean, it's just like, who cares if people are, if, if, yeah, if I was the just aesthetic gonna... of reading is what's getting people to read, who gives a fuck? Yeah, who cares? And Stephanie Dandler talks about this in, like, something, a, another piece that's referenced in this GQ article. But, like, I think the difference in TikTok, and, and, you know, YouTube is like this in a way, but, you know, there's obviously, like, you have the opportunity to have a long-form chat on YouTube, which you don't on TikTok. But, like, TikTok is, like, an entertainment, like, a short entertainment-based app. Like, it's, you know, you can't just be, like, post the cover of, like, a marriage portrait and then, like, type up all your thoughts or you know, sit down and have a discussion, like, it's, it's has to be kind of more about the act of reading. And, you know, right. what are you just going to post like, yourself sitting in a room for. silently, re- turning your, probably, but, you know, I don't know. Right. It's just different. And I think, too, there's all, like, you know, this, like, commercial, commercialism aspect of it. And, like, that was going to happen. It happened with YouTube, it happened with Instagram, it's happening with TikTok, like, of course, if publishers see this and this kind of success and what is capable and what's going to make them money, like, of course, they're going to capitalize on that. Like, they're running a business. Right. You know, I think people... Right. I don't know. It's a, you know, publishing's a business, as uh, annoying as that is, I suppose. Right. But it's like, you know, this guy posts this article and then like it doesn't talk about the fact that like book talk also just there was a man who wrote a book for 14 years and sold it on Amazon and had like nine sales in the lifetime of this book. And he is now the number one bestseller on Amazon. Now, I don't know if the book's any good, but this guy worked really hard on it. That's so sweet. His daughter posted a TikTok and was like, my dad worked really hard on this. He loves this. Like, you know. He did this in every spare moment that he had from, like, being a dad and going to work and all of this stuff. And it would mean a lot to him. And, like, millions of people bought this man's book. And, like, also, I don't know, that's nice. Like, could we just... Right. There's always, you know, there's always nuance to to things like this. To the, I guess to the internet um, and to these stories. But, yeah, just, like, I don't know, let... Let people fucking read their books and tab their books and be happy. I, I don't know. Right. Have to take take people down. Right. I mean, like, I understand that there's a line. Like, I remember at one point, this was like a couple years back, um, and there's an episode of my all-time favorite podcast, The High Low, that covers it. Um, not High Low, <laughs> Emily Redekowski's new podcast, The High Low, which is different. Um to say nothing of the potential copyright infringement there. But um, <laughs> we have thoughts about they, that. <laughs> I got thoughts. Um, the They had covered this story where somebody was talking about, like, the idea that, like, having certain books in your home, like, you basically, like, absorb the energy of them and you, like, have them through, <laughs> osm- like, through osmosis or something. And, like, I'm not saying that, like, th- like that shit's stupid. That's a stupid fucking take. And, like... The idea that every book that you should have on your bookshelf is, like, just a book that's good for vibes. Like, I mean, I'm pro reading all the stuff and being able to, like, discern what you like and don't like and read things that you agree and don't agree with. Like, there's people that are like, oh, like, if 
you know, if he has Atlas shrugged on his shelf, I'm leaving. And I'm like, what? Like, what? since when does reading a thing become synonymous with believing in it? You know, like you yeah. can read something and get something from it and still be like, fuck this shit. Like, you know, I'm not <laughs> a fan. But it, I think there's a, you know, there's a line there. And like the idea that like people can't find their, I mean, because some people, you know, like you and I grew up, loving reading right and like finding solace in books and finding you know like that being a place that we love to go and for some people it's not for whatever reason and and they do need a way in and if their way in is like a yearly goal or which i have a yearly book goal what are you gonna do look like i have a yearly goal it so what like whatever but if if it's wearing a fun outfit to read or making yourself feel like a character in a movie that like that i mean really we're going to criticize people for reading fucking books it's just like it i just i think that like looking at things like this as if they exist in this vacuum where it's like you know that there are that reading in and of itself like i mean even being even saying like you know, oh, well, it doesn't make you a reader because you own books. And it's like, if you're telling me that book talk is about the performance of reading, then how how do you know what any of these people are actually reading? Yeah. Like, how, how can you sit here and tell them that, like, they're not reading or they're not reading enough or how you're going to tell somebody they can't have a yearly book goal and then in the same breath tell them they're not reading enough? Like, pick a lane. Just stop being mad about everything. Chill. I, like, I know. Take a take a breath. Buy a book. <laughs> Buy some tabs. <laughs> right. It's enjoyable. Yeah, Let one of the things this fun. guy is mad about is people tabbing their books too much, which is like, what the fuck? Also, like, maybe <laughs> maybe someone genuinely is reading Emily Henry and wants to, like, go back and, like, look at quotes or finds value in that. And <laughs> that's fine too right like just because right. it's, it's not like a literary fiction or you know it's, it's not being talked about in a critical way doesn't mean that someone's not going to find value in that and want to go back to it right actually well, i like so, emily then, henry books <laughs> just gonna state gonna gonna state that here and now um she wrote beach read i don't know if you've i'm oh, sure okay. you i'm no, sure you've seen the cover of beach i've read. definitely seen the cover um yeah. One one last thing that I want to um, bully this guy for saying <laughs> is that, so he says he was trying to describe book talk books to someone who's not on book talk. And he said that it was basically a, sh- a subgenre of easily bingeable novels that all sort of have the same cover. They paused for a second and told me that I had basically just described what Mills and Boone books are. Part of me, for the first time in my life, felt like defending Mills and Boone. And it, like, Mills and Boone is like, you know, um, I mean, I know you know, but like, like, uh, consumer paperbacks, like big, you know, mass market paperbacks. Um, and it's like, even that, to be like, oh, well, that's okay, but books that have become popular on the internet aren't like I, it's like a little I don't bit know of... if it's because people feel like in order to have to support or not even support book talk but like just not be critical of book talk that it like that in not being critical of book talk you're tacitly 
endorsing the books that, you know, have become most popular on TikTok. But it's like, those two things are not, like, mutually exclusive. Like, they don't, you don't have to like the books that have become the most popular. Like, it has nothing to do really with book talk it has to do with like broad consumer taste like guess what most of the books that are on the new york times bestseller list for more than 20 weeks kind of suck like they just do because things that are that broadly palatable are not always good like they're not always but and that's fine right like they suck to me and somebody else might love them they might be somebody else's favorite right. thing but to be like oh mass market paperbacks are okay but books that are popular on the internet aren't it's like you're just i think what you're doing is being a curmudgeon like that's what this all comes down to is like you're in your 30s and you've decided <laughs> that no one is allowed to evolve anymore because it makes you feel old like that's yeah. sorry and i i, I, I mean, think I... i'm feeling a little combative this friday night i'm feeling a bit <laughs> saucy yeah, and I mean, I, I I believe that these books would be popular without book talk because they have, yeah, you know, I was watching a YouTube video, I wish I could remember their handle, but kind of breaking down, trying to break down these books to being like, a lot of them have like shock value, right? Like there's a big twit, like why these books kind of are popular and what people right. are looking for, like, what's that mass appeal? And I really think that, like, people would probably still be reading all of these books without the internet because they have that kind right. of, like, thing where all... And, like, you know, obviously word would travel much slower, um, but they have that, like, factor that, that people want. And I think some of them I, are just good. <laughs> and right That's well it, yeah and acting like you know this stuff was all like flying under the radar before tiktok it's like there's like four or five books in the court of thorns and roses series like i can tell you that a major a major publishing house doesn't publish four or five books in a series if they're like not selling like they just they wouldn't have fucking done it like you know and maybe it's the difference between how like a massive amount of copies being sold but it's not like these books were like unheard of beforehand and now they're you know everybody knows what they are like it so it's just i don't know i just i think it's all kind of it it just all feels kind of like pearl clutchy to me where it's like i mean i find books all the time you know they say like oh i can't just hold up a copy of a book and say oh i read this but it's like the books like because i have all my tiktok favorites saved into folders (laughs) so i can go back and reference things because if i just saved everything i'd never find everything again so i have a saved tab of book videos and the ones that i like tend to like the best are the ones where someone will describe like a very specific vibe like you know if you liked you know this thing about this book or if you're looking for you know but tri- like somebody, the one I just um, favorited the other day was somebody saying like, if you like books that are about a high school group of friends that do something heinous and then come back together years later to like reconcile or, you know, basically like deal with the aftermath, here are books for you. And she had like five recommendations. And I was like, this is just, this is Yellow Jackets. Like, of course I want that. This video had like six books that fit this very specific prompt. And I was like, I would read like three or four of these. Like, yeah. And I think I'm. And I'd never heard of any of them. I don't know how many times 
you know, book talk aside, like, I follow so many, like, cool people doing cool shit, specifically in the book space on YouTube and Instagram, and they're reading, you know, less popular things, they're reading popular things, they have interesting and nuanced opinions about them, and, you know, this stuff, if you look hard enough, it's there, and you'll find something, you know, for you. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's this, like, again, it's this kind of uh, articles that have this tone to them, much less so Stephanie Dandler's. Like, I do, I understand a little bit more of her her criticism, Um, because it's not really even criticism. She's just talking about the fact that, like, writing and book talk are not necessarily, which, why would they be, you know? With, With this GQ article, it... It just feels very much like you're, I, I, you know, Alex, I lost my train of thought. It's just gone. (laughs) Yeah. Mid thought. I mean. I sidebarred myself. They feel, you know, (laughs) I mean, articles like this feel like they're meant to do just what we're doing now to get people riled up. (laughs) Consider me riled. (laughs) Not that it's difficult uh, to, to stir do. the pot, but anyways, that's what I've been thinking about. Anyway, that's 27 minutes of us <laughs> indulging yeah. in clickbait. But yeah. I will link it so you can as well. Yeah, please. <laughs> give us, us give your us your thoughts. thoughts. Um, you know, let's talk about, uh, we have a lot of conversations that I think that we have kind of been circling around in terms of like anti-intellectualism but also like literary culture in the age of the internet um and you know just just a lot of this kind of stuff so um if this is something that you know anybody has thoughts on or is interested in or wants to hear us um talk about more (laughs) even though we just did a (laughs) solid half hour um you know let us know we got we got plenty we got more where that came from um should we talk about the book get into the book which is what we came here to do ostensibly yes yeah um yeah let's do it let's do it Mm -hmm.